the Ghost Goal Podcast. Boxing Day in the Premier League saw 28 goals in total, with big results like Manchester City's 6-3 win over Leicester City, Southampton's fortuitous win at West Ham, Tottenham's piping of Crystal Palace at home, and Arsenal's 5-0 win on the road at Norwich. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Alex. We're here to talk about one of the best weekends in the Premier League every year. It's one that we all mark off at the beginning of our uh, on our calendars. First, first, let's but, let's say, Alex, Merry Christmas, everybody. No, no, Happy no, no. New this Year's. Isn't, this isn't a Christmas podcast. This is a Boxing Day podcast. This is our holiday. Boxing Day. As yes, Premier you're right. League Boxing fans, Day. All right. Happy Boxing it's the Day. Only league that's going on. Then the major league that's going on. Fuck Christmas. You take your take Boxing your NBA day. games at, starting at noon and shove them up right. your ass. No one cares about regular season NBA basketball. This is the Premier League. Every game matters, and we had goals galore. And uh, all of our teams both won, Javier. We both got uh, away victories in the Premier League with plenty of goals scored. Yeah, it's, it's the first oh, like a comfortable away win for Arsenal this season where we just piped the team. And it feels good to be able to go to teams now and feel like we're actually just easily going to beat I would say that leads away game. I don't think we talked about it, but that leads away game was... You know, an early sign that this could happen. What for 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 us? Yeah, you guys for, just went for, to Leeds. You them. guys just went to Leeds and beat them like and four yeah, one. Oh, oh so yeah, and won three nil. Yeah, yeah, four one yeah, wasn't exactly. it? And then four one. Yeah, four one. And then yeah. you went to Norwich and, and beat had, them five we had nil. A three nil. It, it makes sense that this yeah. happened. Norwich are you know it, Dean Smith turned them around for a little bit there, but they're still struggling and they're making dumb mistakes and giving the ball away. In bad I'm excited, areas. Alex. Is it bad that I'm excited? How excited are you? Arsenal started with well, okay. We got to temper the expectations a little. To start the season, yes. Arsenal started with three losses to start the season, and you know it looked we were bottom of the table or 19th or whatever. You know, minus nine goal difference. It's taken us a long time to finally get a positive goal difference and honestly push a gap now between us and the rest of the teams. Even Tottenham, who I know they have three games in hand. But we still have six points on them right now, and I'd rather have the points. I'd rather have six points than have three games in hand and be able to get a possible nine points. Because those games Tottenham have are three away games. They play Burnley, Brighton, and I think Leicester. And those aren't like easy games. So all three of those away games, I don't think they're they're going to win all three of those games. very easily winnable. Like the way Tottenham have been playing, you would expect them to sort of grind out results. That's kind of Antonio Conte's forte. So Tottenham are still very much a threat for top four. We has has to be said for sure. But I think Arsenal now are in a in a great position for it. I mean, West Ham have really cooled off. One win in their last five games. Manchester United, you know, looked like they were going to be coming back into form, but then this draw against Newcastle just just doesn't seem like they're going to be as big of a threat. You know, if they can't win away against Newcastle right now, which is a team that, you know, teams like City, Liverpool and Chelsea are blowing away Arsenal as well now. I'm sure Tottenham will. Even teams like West Ham can easily beat Newcastle. So Manchester United are struggling against them. They had their full team. I don't see that much of a threat for Arsenal going forward. And I'm really excited with the with all, all the players that are coming up right now. I mean, Martinelli just really hit the ground running this last month. I think he's got four goals now, two assists. Yeah, the, He just came into the team. The thing that I think everyone has kind of agreed on, but isn't talking about too much with Arsenal right now, is the fact that this 
turnaround of sorts has happened ever since Arteta ha- had the balls to suspend Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Ever since we dropped uh, and Aubameyang, when he absolutely. did that, it's that's like a major turning point in a manager's uh, time at a club where the players either think he's an idiot and lose faith in him for dropping, you know, the the captain and the goal scorer. Or they accept the responsibility of having or not having a player like that comes with. And uh, players like Martinelli, who has dealt with injuries for most of this season and past seasons, he's, you know, fit again and had been playing well, even with Aubameyang in the team, like that United game. He's, he's been, been good. unbelievable. And, he's been unbelievable him, during Saka, this run. Especially with the two goals he had against Norwich, both were v- very well taken, except kind of naive from Norwich for, to let a left-footed player just cut in on his left and bury it bottom left corner. Yeah, but Saka to be doing that at 20 years old right now, he's that big of a threat yeah. to Premier League teams to be able to do that stuff. Even lower, like lower, like teams at the lower end of the table, it gives me a lot of comfort that, I mean, he's Alex. You've even said you've compared him to Mane. Like he he's now he's coming to that point where he's going to be getting 10, maybe even 12, 13 goals this season, and then you can maybe expect that to increase. He's only 20 years old, so like the sky's the limit for him. Smith Rowe has eight goals right now so far yeah. this season. And been coming off he's, the bench he's, he's recently. He's like fifth in goal, goal scoring charts. Yeah, he's been coming off the bench and still getting goals. He can't even get, get into the team right now because Martin Martin Odegaard, a player we haven't talked about yet, but he now has, you know, I think four goals and, and four assists for the season, which for a player who, again, wasn't playing before Aubameyang really, he was he was getting game time here and there, but mostly was on the bench. It was Smith Rowe who was starting. He's stepped up and just been... Uh, like a, a huge catalyst for all of the attacking play that Arsenal had. I mean, we haven't been scoring goals up to this point, but now we have the fourth most goals in the league. Yeah. Like Arsenal, no, the, the, which is crazy for a team that had, who did not have, like we now have scored more goals in West Ham, Manchester United, Leicester, who have had huge score lines this season. Now Arsenal are suddenly getting that, getting to that point. And I know that you're saying, we have Manchester City this weekend. That's well, our yeah, next no, game. We, if you so just, it's a huge if test you just let at me home. Talk about how I mean, yeah, you have you have yeah. picked up your goal scoring ever since Aubameyang went out. He was missing high profile chances in big games like Newcastle and Man United, uh, and I think one other uh, just before he was basically suspended. Everton, the, the Everton, Everton game, game. That's it. Right, the Everton game. Uh, that when we so lost two one. Yeah, we should have. We should not have lost chances. that game. You guys, you know, kick him out rejig the lineup a little bit with all young players it's working well but it's been working well against you have to acknowledge it southampton west ham west ham we, yeah we that's, that's, that's ham obviously 2-0. good leeds, away at leeds 4-1 and then 5-0 against well norwich recognized her in like the lowest point of their form with injuries and everything and they would just ha- gone for a week where they lost painstakingly at chelsea and then got piped by city so it was perfectly set up for you guys to destroy them Norwich away, yeah, you know, the, I agree with that. these are good wins. Obviously, you did what you're supposed to do, but now you're turning into this part of the schedule where you have a home game with Man City and away game at Spurs while they're rounding into Conte's ideal form. Uh, and then, you know, some other some easier ones like home Burnley at Wolves, home Brentford. Yeah, you've got an easy schedule after that. But the, the true test of whether, you know, Arsenal separate themselves from the rest of the pack that wants to get into top four is whether they can get through these next two games, Arsenal and uh, Man City and Tottenham, without losing. I just Can want a result. I want a result in these two against, games. Or yeah. even one of these two games. I just for just sure, don't lose for sure. Back and I think back. that's all we have to do. Just don't lose. Yeah, I would love like two draws or even like even if we get one draw, I'll, I won't be that disappointed because we already have a little cushion. It's nice to have these like this six point gap right now where 
you know, or, or, or against teams like United and West Ham, who they were looking the, to be the prime contenders for that fourth spot. I mean, they're, you know, they're looked like they're all going to be scrapping for Europa well, League right now because all of them have, have Europe have still. Manchester United though, are still. So they, can, they can build Yes, but they all that. have Europe. They all have Tottenham doesn't apparently. Yeah, now, they've been kicked out. But West for not Ham being and Manchester United that uh, that Ren fixture. Like, like if they're struggling right now, in the most important part of the of the Premier League season, right? I mean, Arsenal did have that little bl- like blip in form where we lost that game against Everton, and then Liverpool and Man, you know, Man got hyped by Liverpool, yeah, and and lost yeah against Manchester United, but. I mean, that's just what I mean is that last time you guys had an easy run. It's good that we were able to get uh, out of that funk. Do you hear that? I'm just saying the last time you guys had an easy run of games, you you fulfilled it. You beat all those teams and well, and didn't lose. And then you came back to the tough part of your schedule and just lost back to back to back on the road to Liverpool, Man United, Everton. And that was like once once it started getting difficult that, you know, you needed your senior players to step up and Aubameyang was one of them and he didn't do it. So now it's time for the young players to show that they're ready to step up in these big games. And right now, I mean, it's looking like Thomas finally, and, and having someone like Odegaard in, in midfield has completely elevated Thomas these last few games. You know, these are, again, these are players who weren't in the team a month ago. They've all of these stats that I'm saying have basically happened in the last month. Odegaard is second in Europe right now for successful through balls and like chances created right now. He's been in the team for a month. That's insane. I mean, he got time off the bench, but he really hasn't been starting. I mean, to be keeping a player like Smith Rowe, who's scoring, I think, now in four straight games, who hasn't started in these games, that's insane. Yeah. You know, Arsenal has has a lot of players right now. Nicola Pepe and has looked good in the... In, I Against mean, he's still Smith. like a great player. He, just, he can't... I know, I know. But he can't... He can't touch you know, any of the other he's, players he's, that are playing well right now. He can't. He can't get anywhere near the team right now. So it's good that we have that competition right now. You're, and, you're probably sad. Um, you're probably sad that you're not playing this midweek, that your game with Wolves was has been postponed. I actually... Actually, no, I am, I am happy because I don't know how good that Ben White at right back... All three of our right backs got COVID. Tomiyasu, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and Cedric all got COVID. So they all had to isolate, and that's why they all weren't able to play in the game and why Ben White had to start at right back. So I, I am happy for that. Like, Hopefully they're all back by the time the City game is because we need everybody. Um, and Rob Holding playing there is going to be bad. So, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that uh, on Thursday more. Yeah, because you guys have a, you guys have a date with uh, yeah. Manchester City coming up this weekend. We do. We do. We and got I, that. And uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been ex- Yeah, I've been excited about Arsenal. Definitely been talking too much about them. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll, 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 look, we'll look ahead now at the games coming up this week. We got Crystal Palace, Norwich, Tuesday at 10 a.m. That's probably going to be a, an easy win for Palace. Then Southampton, Tottenham. Southampton just got a nice away win at West Ham. Which I almost feel kind of I almost feel hesitant to talk about these because by the time this comes out, like no point making a prediction at least because by the time this uh, this pod comes out, yeah, people yeah, may yeah. be getting it's to it to by midday tomorrow. Tuesday when these have already been played. But it's true. Uh, yeah, Southampton um, showing but, signs but of yeah, life. Yeah, I think Tottenham. So that's how I'm showing signs of life. I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but I think, like you said, Tottenham will probably grind out this result, especially the way that they looked um, over the weekend. So then we have for the th- last game on Tuesday, Watford West Ham. But oh, do we do it's we want to give one. Spurs a little more credit? We, yeah, we haven't we talked do. about we them do. since that two-two draw with uh, Liverpool. They've now won four out of the last five games. They beat Leeds two-one. They beat Brentford two-nil. 
They beat Norwich 3-0. So that was a pretty right. easy run of games. Right. Which we, it, and then they drew 2-2 with Liverpool, which was a good game. I mean, it was a great game. One of the best games of the season, I would say. And then they had this 3-0 piping of Crystal Palace, which Palace were a very weak inside. And they've been kind of Jackal and Hyde this season. So and they, I don't give they them had that Zaha much get himself that. sent off just before halftime when they, they right. were already down 2-0, which you know kind of threw away all chances exactly. of them coming back. Because they've come back, come back before from 2-0 down. So I think... It completely threw away. But the the two two draw I'll say was impressive and then I mean again, like I don't I haven't seen that many impressive results. Well, how about from this? Them. How concerned so are I you about this... that uh away game at Tottenham coming up in two match weeks or the I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All the uh, we have all the we have all our Academy lads playing in the team. Like they, they love playing at Tottenham and they they balled out last time. Did they? So well, that was, the, the, that's the home games against Tottenham. They did. No, Smith no, but Rowe that's the home games scored, against yeah. Tottenham. You guys do that. But then when you go to Tottenham, yeah. Kane and Son do it away now. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> remember true. Kane and Son scoring like worldies against you guys last time you went to uh, went to Tottenham. So I, I, I'm just saying you should be intimidated. Conte is... It's a different team now, Yeah, Alex. and so are Tottenham. So is <laughs> you can say it about oh, both of them. No. I'm, saying that, that's, oh, I'm looking God. forward to that yeah, one more than this Manchester City one. Because if you lose to Man City, you know, there's no harm, no foul in that, as long as it's not embarrassing. But Tottenham, it's me giving credit to Tottenham that they are now a legitimate threat to... Believe in us, Alex. Believe in Mikel. He'll stop Manchester City's charge. Okay, yeah, I mean... You will believe well, it. You will see I, it, Alex. I would, I would be hoping for that if believe. I believed in us keeping our form up. So, uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of love to Tottenham. But, you know, I felt like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, stepping yeah, over them just as they it's got true. a result Harry, against Liverpool. Harry Kane, it's true, it's true. Harry Kane looks like he's back. Son is, is, is rounding into form. I mean, now it's like four or five games in a row that he's scored or assisted. Um, definitely looking at him in fantasy. We'll see, we'll see about bringing him in. And then... We have a those are the three 10 a.m. games on Tuesday, and then we have a 3 p.m. game because they canceled the noon game. Um, so there's going to be a gap there. Yeah, we should sucks. probably mention that uh, now. That the, uh, the I think Tuesday was supposed to kick off at 7:30 with Arsenal versus Wolves, and then the noon game was going to be Leeds versus Aston Villa. So uh, those two games now postponed because I think uh, Wolves had a COVID shot or scare in their camp and yep. leads have had one yep. in theirs so it's okay it's better than uh, having yeah, like entire the, the game weeks game, like suspended yeah. or postponed like uh like a week or so ago but exactly the last game on tuesday is leicester liverpool and you know i would say in times past in the last few years we would have been say that this is the game of the week but i'm not so sure it is i think liverpool are just gonna pipe leicester i think it's gonna be like Five or four, four one Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool are they coming have, off they have, uh, not they playing have Van Dyke. because their game yeah, with Leeds was postponed. Exactly, they're coming off absolutely, and they have Van Dyke. Uh, they have all their COVID players back, so like they're they're gonna they're gonna tear them to shreds. Also, I think this is one of the last. I think they play they get Salah and Mane and Keita for this game and the Chelsea game, but then they're gone. So they're gonna like go. They're going to ball out right now and try to get these wins for their of team. Course. Liverpool are in of such course form. They'll have all those players for the Chelsea game, of course. Yep they they are keeping them until January third. So, but I think they're just going to smash Leicester at home here. Leicester have not been good at home so far this season, and they still are injury riddled. Vardy stopped scoring. Ihanacho, I mean, he's looked good. Madison has really been the the main spark in that team, but I don't think that they're going to finish anything close to Europe this season, especially because they're still in Europe. Um, and yeah, their campaign's not going to be 
Are, I think they're in Europe, right? Or maybe they're not. Uh, they just got kicked out of the Europa League, and they're, I think, going down to a playoff in the Conference League. So I don't know when that's going to be played, but uh, they, they may just not give a shit about that and refocus their form on the league and see if they can push themselves back into at least a Europa League spot again. But it's not going to start with uh, this Liverpool game. I would agree with you. I'd probably say like like 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I'll say 4-1 Liverpool. 4-2 Liverpool. James Madison scores. Yeah, I did. I, I did like the, the sign. Alspin's been unreal. I did unreal, like the though. signs of life so I saw from Leicester because I, I was initially watching that City versus Leicester game, the six-three. And City were just you know wiping the floor with them, and then second half, Leicester just like sensed like a City just you know putting their foot on the brake and not really taking Leicester seriously anymore, and they just pounced on everything and got three quick goals off of that. That that sign of life. Makes me think that like they at least haven't given up on Rogers yet. You know the the manager still has a say in the dressing room. They're just not playing that well right now and have a couple of bad injuries, especially defensively. Like Fafana, I think Fafana's price tag just went up a shitload. Yeah, and the Chelsea, exactly. one of the clubs, trying to buy him and to see the the impact of not having him this season has been huge on their defense, which usually you know it's not one of the best in the league, but it's they, they've given up the most like set piece goals as well. And Liverpool, we know, love to feast off set pieces. So Leicester City are a bit of a mess defensively right now. So yeah, I'll, bo- I'll bump mine up to 4-1 as well. Moving on to Wednesday. We've got your Blues, Alex. Chelsea against Brighton, Wednesday at 2.30. Thankfully, no one really has work this week, so get to watch these games at this time. You're back, Alex. You, you beat Villa 3-1. Lukaku scored. Lukaku got, had that fucking bulldozer run to get the penalty. Here's the thing, though. Tuchel, Tuchel made the change. Ingolo is back. Kovacic is back. You got your midfield. Jorginho's got nine penalty goals this season. That's fucking outrageous, by the way. Chelsea fucking paid their fucking money to get their fucking god. Now you guys are. I think, Chelsea, I think when you, pen, I think when you look Chelsea at the penalties, United. you'd see we would have had to pay the other teams to to give us those penalties because the other teams have just dude. They, they have were been ridiculous. Doing the dumbest They're so shit stupid. To us. Dumbest shit to Chelsea players. Like you guys are like like the two Rudiger penalties that he won against Leeds. Where you guys were, he was like in a corner at the, the edge of the, the box, and then he just worse. got kicked the one randomly. For the winner because it was the 90th minute, oh. and he was facing away from the goal, and Click just you know stamped him from the back, didn't get any of the ball, like just yeah, he just gave the ref a decision to make, which was so dumb. I, I agree, like the, the, a lot of those penalties are just the other team making it's mistakes. Same thing within the in the in the Villa game, in the Villa game, like what what was that? That penalty was so stupid too. Ch- the, the Callum Hudson Odoi was going to about to. The ball was about to go out of play, basically. Like, he'd already knocked yeah, the ball in front. Matt, Matt, Matt he Cash wasn't that big of a threat there. Him down. Yeah, he didn't have to do I, that. I was just going to so say, stupid. I was going to say, we're not truly back. Yeah, because I was going to say, Villa played very well for the first. They, they were okay. I really thought, I thought, I thought a lot of people were overrating. Like, I heard a couple of pundits say that, like, Villa deserved to be ahead at the end of the first half. And I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, over the entire. 90 minutes. I think the the expected no, goals no, no. The expected I think a draw goals for Villa fair. over the 90 fair. minutes was 0.4. So they like barely half a goal, which, you know, that, that stat is just to reflect on how good of quality chances right, Alex, they calm created. down with the with Yeah, the but when yours, goals, is, I think ours was like almost two. So we deserved to win by two goals. We won by two goals. It, it, was, it was a fair result. Like we had a lot of our players back. We had a midfield back. 
Oh no! In, in the second half, you guys absolutely dominated right. it, them. So it was. It was. What I'm it saying was, is, was, we're not truly was, back. I mean, you guys until completely we, destroyed them because the away games overall, other than West Ham uh, and maybe the Wolves game or something like that, away games have not been our problem. We have a good away record. It's teams at uh, when we're playing at home that they're just happy to get a point at Stamford Bridge. That's been our kryptonite this season. And Brighton perfectly encapsulates that. They're they're a good defensive team. They can match us up in the three four three, which always worries me to some degree. Just because when you're playing a team in a a four three three, the overloads that Chelsea are looking for, they just come more naturally, uh, just by the the, the the formation being played by your opponent. Also, I would say I would say other than this Villa game, your last four games have all been strenuous results. Like you had the three two loss against West Ham, that three two win against Leeds, which was you know. You like you said you needed a penalty in the last minute and another penalty that was stupid as hell as well, and then you had that draw against Everton where you had a million fucking chances um, and and didn't score, and then the honestly you should have lost. I'm just saying this game could go the same way as that Burnley and Everton game that you that you mentioned. Um, We can create a lot of chances, especially because unless I I think I think we need to see Lukaku start from the beginning. I think all of this faffing about. You know, messing around with making sure that he doesn't overexert himself and re injure something. Yeah, I get it. But he's also a player that I think gains match fitness from playing 90 minutes over and over and over again. And you just sort of have to ride the risk of him re-injuring himself. Every time I've seen Lukaku play at his best, it's because he's had five to 10 games of playing almost 90 minutes every game. And eventually something just clicks and he's confident again. And this could be it with the movement for that Aston Villa goal was incredible by him and showed us like signs of life that he's still got the the goal scoring monster in him that we signed. Um, We've got the creative players to supply him playing Pulisic as a false nine has just not worked. And Havertz has had COVID. Yeah, it's so, been dreadful. It's so been basically, so it's Pulisic at center forward or Lukaku at center forward. And most of these teams are going to sit deep defensively, and Pulisic is just useless as a center forward. It's not his fault. He should be playing out wide. He looked a lot better when he went out to wing back. He, he, yeah, he looked pretty good yeah, at right so, wing back. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty simple to me. Most of the team that's healthy. Now, I'm Brighton, worried because well, their... N'Golo Kante reaggravated the same injury that kept him out. And Thiago Silva picked up an injury, so neither of them will be available for Brighton. That that more so worries me for the Liverpool game. But uh, we have cover. I, I guess we have cover in those areas. Kovacic is kind of in the same boat as Lukaku, where he's just being forced to come back because we need we need the bodies. Like regardless of how fit he is after being off for more than a month. So I'm hopeful. I, I think it'll be two nil. And it'll be two goals like later on in the game. It will be a big push. First goal kind of late in the second half and then get another one as Brighton start to come out of their shell. I think you guys win, but I think you win 2-1. I think Brighton score because they're they're very good in possession. And I think they're still going to be able to keep possession against you guys too. I think it's going to be like an even game in position. And when Chelsea play those games, you guys generally end up conceding. So I'm going to say 2-1 Chelsea, or maybe even 3-1. I think you guys do score several times on them. Do, do you know but what I'm, you know, I'm just going to say? They are, I, I know they don't have really high-profile losses recently. They lost to Wolves like a game week ago. Uh, they lost to Wolves 1-0 at home. But I think getting high off that Brentford result, the home result they had, 2-0, could be a bit of a trick because before that they drew 1-1 at Southampton, they drew 1-1 at West Ham, and they drew 0-0 with Leeds at home. 
So Chelsea, exactly. Chelsea, I think you guys, you guys, I hate to put rank win. here, but Chelsea are yeah. a cut above every single one of those teams. And if Lukaku's starting, I, I don't care if Duffy and Dunk and Burn are all healthy. Yeah, you he's guys gonna, gonna pipe him. He's gonna, gonna have a time him. with them, regardless of how big they are. He's just as big. Yeah. So I'm gonna say three one. Chelsea. Stick with two nil. We win this game, Javier. Then we beat Liverpool one nil at home. We're right back in it, Danny. We're right back no, that, in it. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're, that's we're happening. Right, I think Salah's going right, to take you down. Right he back goes in. The no, we have Rudiger. Rudiger always shuts down Salah. Don't worry about that. So the only way Salah can score against us is if they, they win a penalty. So fine. All right, we got to get Andrew in on yeah, this. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should. You know, we'll uh, I'll, I'll reach out to him. Get a, get him in before you know his his press. The Salah goes, Mane leave, and then they they drop out of form. So yeah, it's everything's going to be on Yota. Anyway, uh, the last game on Wednesday. So there was a 2.30 game, which is the Chelsea game. And then there's the Brentford against Manchester City, 3.15. Wednesday at 3.15. I, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like this is going to be a piping again. Yeah, I still like Brentford. And probably I still, regard, regardless of the injuries, I still think they're not going to be a relegation candidate because there are definitely worse teams than them. But this Man City game is, if they lose only 3-0, that'll be an accomplishment. Their keeper, Alvaro Fernandez. Yes, City are the guy, just destructive. No, the guy right now. that took over from David Raya, who's now out for like he's like four or five months, and that was a month ago. Alvaro Fernandez, since he's come in, he's had some absolute howlers, dude. Just like basic saves. Dude, City, just City have scored seventeen goals in the last three games. Yeah, maybe it's gonna be six. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Seventeen goals in the last three games. That's insane. So, so what does that make I mean, you think? What's the number? I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four one. I'm gonna say four one. I think Brentford are respectable still defensively. Their pressing game will be three or four one. I don't think it's gonna be crazy. I'm just, I'm just gonna say gonna they played to like a mostly first team against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup last week, and we played a team of kids and hobbling professionals who were like injured or just coming off injuries. And we kept it nil-nil with them, and they they missed like a bunch of easy chances, uh, like back post headers with no one challenging them. That when we eventually scored from an own goal and then got a penalty to seal it late in the game, it was kind of like, I, I was thinking, I know we're like a better team, a bigger team than Brentford, but if I was a Brentford fan, I'd be fuming because that was like perfectly set up for them to take down like a, a top team. And they just, they just failed. They didn't do it. They didn't take their chances. And they gave up an own goal at the, the pivotal point in the game. That if you can't do that to Chelsea right now or in the state we were in a week ago with COVID and injuries, then there's no chance you're doing it against Manchester City. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go 5-0 Manchester City. Just a thorough, thorough beatdown. Can we talk about that, that Leicester game a little bit for them? Because Leicester got back into it. And I know I was praising Leicester for that. But City... Like three minutes after the Leicester got it to four three, just Laporte set piece header at the back post, and then you know another set piece goal from Sterling to you know just make it six three and completely kill off uh, Leicester completely. There's a ruthlessness to this Manchester City team that I can't argue. If Manchester City fans are just fully confident, not worried at all about Liverpool or Chelsea, that they're going to win the league. There's a certainty to it at this point. Where the machine is just like humming at such a like a perfect level at the moment, and the injuries the injuries aren't really affecting them. They're just you know putting teams to the sword. And if a team shows some fight back, it doesn't matter it doesn't who's matter. playing. 
everyone, every player's just they're just annihilating everyone right now. It doesn't even look close. So yeah, I, until we see a team come close to them right now yeah. and be able to maybe get a result. I mean, I, I still maintain that if Chelsea win this Liverpool game coming up at the weekend, obviously winning the the Brighton game before that, and uh, I think they ha- we have a game at Manchester City in the Premier League in the middle of January. If we can win that, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's likely that we win both those games, but if they can pull that off, then there's a title race on our hands. But if not, obviously, Manchester City are just going to walk to the league title, and I I would not fault anyone for thinking that's the most likely scenario that's going to play out at the moment. Hey, Alex, remember when I told you Pep was doing a building a dynasty? Yeah, this is what a dynasty looks like, Alex. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing that we just got so screwed over by that Lukaku injury when we had it. And N'Golo's injury and Chilwell's injury, just as we were rounding yeah, into form. You can't slip up against the dynasty we, because they have we, three we, teams. We really needed to have the kind of season that Liverpool had uh, two years ago, where they had no injuries. The team was humming from first to last game, even with the COVID uh, suspension and then restarting the season. They only had to play like two games to wrap up the title and they had the fortitude to it's do it. It's pretty crazy that Liverpool aren't, aren't in first place right now. Like they've, they're having a great season. And they're still six points behind Manchester City. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to Andrew's uh, pod when he was back on like a week or two ago. But when we were talking about like what are the likely, what are the expected goals for Liverpool this season? He was saying a big trophy, but he feels like the Champions League is much more like it or much more likely. And I, I can't disagree with him because they had like the group of death with, you know, Porto and Atletico Madrid and AC Milan. And they just wiped the floor with that group, won every single game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they take a dip in the league right around this time we were talking about with all the African players leaving for, and then they just get Mane and, and then Salah just go back a, and just go win in a Champions League. league. I can see yeah, that. I absolutely. could absolutely see that because they're they're having that good of a season. But yeah, I, I'm just saying Chelsea got there is some luck in winning the league, and we just didn't have ours this year. Hopefully, we can make a fight of it still. I think that would be respectable, and finish off with some silverware either in Champions League or the FA Cup or something. So. Finally, we have two games on Thursday. The first is Everton-Newcastle. That's Thursday at 2.30. When was the last That's time we saw Everton? I feel like it's been a month. Yeah, the last time they played was against Chelsea on December 16th. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, right. The, the game that maybe, I erased from my memory as soon as it now. ended. Yeah, right, that one. Before that, they had a 3-1 loss against Palace. They beat Arsenal, but they'd also lost like five straight before that. So, yeah, they're on some dreadful form. I feel like Newcastle might be able to, with that 1-1 draw against United, I kind of feel like that might be a sneaky sneaky good bet to bet Newcastle in that game. Um, they're probably going to be you know, heavy underdogs away against Everton, but I think they could they could get a result, actually. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're going to be without Callum Wilson. Alan Saint-Maximon was... Yeah, yeah but Saint-Maximon's so good right now. He's just He's been unreal this season. He's been one of the best players in the league, so... He's definitely going to be one of the players that Newcastle tries to keep going forward for the well, team. Well, uh, sadly, um, him and, and Callum the, Wilson are both out. So if ooh, they can nick a draw here, I think they'll be happy. The last game on Thursday and for our slate of games today is Manchester United-Burnley. We've talked a lo- little bit about United so far already on this pod. But Alex, what do you what do you think of this 1-1 draw against Newcastle coming off of their you know run of three wins that they got to bounce back um, since Solskjaer had left? They beat Arsenal 3-2. They beat Palace 1-0 and beat Norwich 1-0. Which, again, you, you talk about, like, 
ah, like, yeah, you guys beating Norwich, you just beat Norwich 5-0, like, they only beat them 1-0. Yeah, so I I don't think the comparing results thing is, you know, that interesting of a a way to take it, but the the way United fans, I'm sure, are looking at it. I'm saying United aren't playing that well right now. You have to look at the performances. The performances are not good. They have not been good for a while. This Burnley game coming up is 100% a tricky one because there there have been, I feel like there have been games recently for Manchester United hosting Burnley that Burnley have gone at them. Burnley haven't played since December 12th. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. They have four games in hand. They've just been focusing in on this one for weeks. And, and and to be fair to them, before that, they were on, I mean, they had four draws out of the last five games. They drew Chelsea. They drew 3-3 with Crystal Palace. They drew 0-0 with Wolves. Not a bad result, honestly. Wolves have been good this season. They lost to Newcastle 1-0, and then they drew 0-0 with West Ham. So they had a bunch of hard teams there that they got results. You're right. Like This could be a tricky tricky game for United. And, and Burnley haven't... The thing uh, that United, they, that seems to be their, their strategy at the moment, is something that I think Burnley are pretty well equipped for. From what I can see... It seems like Manchester United are obviously they're trying to stick to their roots of getting out quickly in transition on on the counter attack, getting the ball into to wide areas for either Rashford to run at someone or for Bruno Fernandez to receive a ball, cut it back and play a cross in for Ronaldo or Cavani, whoever's there. It's very much either a, a pace with Rashford or Sancho or Greenwood kind of thing. Cavani got screwed, man. He re-signed and then now he's he's well, not getting I mean, to play like he, one he of his... He scored the like, other day still where really Ronaldo good. looks kind of isolated. Yeah. So uh, maybe he stays in the team because he only came on in the, the second half uh, against Newcastle. He could he could play this game a couple days later from the start, no problem. So he, he's a weapon, but I, I'm yeah, just maybe saying he that does Burnley stay right now can, you know, historically can defend that kind of attack very well so United will have to be very careful in where exactly they lose possession uh, and if they can take care of the ball well then I think they can beat Burnley like 1-0 but I don't think it's likely like no, no one in that midfield is really stepping up and you know providing the platform for United to be able to steadily progress the ball and then get across in it's that that's the problem at United it's the it's the in-between stuff and has always kind of been the problem they try to turn things into a track meet going end to end and it just leaves them way too open and players like Maguire and Dalot and Tellez he's not that pacey they're just not equipped to play like that so I think my official prediction is going to be I'm going to say 2-2 I think it's a a very entertaining end-to-end one I was about to say, I think there's going to be a lot of goals, too. I'm going to say 3-1 Manchester United. I, I do like your 2-2, but I think at home in front of their fans, they've been pretty good recently, and they were away from home, so now they're going to be back at home. And, you know, they they beat Arsenal at home. They beat Crystal Palace at home. So being back at home in front of their fans, I think they're going to have a little bit more energy to play in Ragnick style. So I'm well, going to say Burnley 3-1. are going to have plenty of energy. Whereas Manchester United just played on Monday and now we'll play on Thursday. So that I think true. that has something that, is that will be a factor. Uh, do you think I'm wrong to say that teams that had a little bit more rest due to COVID postponements did better this uh, weekend than than others? No, because Arsenal have just been playing all other games. So City. I guess City had the week off because of no Carabao Cup, whereas uh, Leicester had to play Carabao Cup with Liverpool. So that could be an effect. Um yeah, I guess not. I, I, just, I got that feeling for a half second there while, you know, watching the games. But let's wrap, th- wrap things up there. Hell of a Boxing Day. 
28 goals on the day, as uh, we said at the beginning. Plenty of uh, goal fests. And hopefully that continues on into this midweek. Uh, we will hopefully be back on Thursday, right, Javier? Uh, I think that will work. Yeah, back, back on, on Thursday, Thursday night uh, uh, with a pod work. coming in Friday morning for uh, previewing the weekend games, which, like we mentioned, no, we'll probably we'll probably get the we'll oh I guess the yeah, weekend we probably... games. It will be Manchester City going to yeah, Arsenal right. and uh, Liverpool going exactly. to Chelsea over the weekend. So it's plenty of high octane fixtures to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Javier, thanks for uh, being on this one. Welcome back. Uh, happy Christmas and happy Boxing Day. Thanks, Alex. It was, it's, it, I missed the pot. I was I was ready to to come back and spew my nonsense. Except it's not nonsense anymore. <laughs> My mad ramblings, they're starting to become true. You're manifesting. I'm manifesting right, top manifesting four right it. now. It's We're not even... Fuck hey, Europa you said, League. You said... Uh, we're we're you back said in top four. In our That's season previews, don't be surprised if around Christmas time, I'm talking about Arsenal getting top four. I said it. <laughs> That's what I mean by manifesting, Javier. You're, you're speaking it into existence. Congratulations. You're a prophet. We'll see how that, that uh, ends at the end of the season. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank hey. you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Javier at JavierRev9 on Twitter. You can follow me at ASMoss92 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow the podcast socials at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you're listening on an app that allows you to rate and review the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you went ahead and uh, gave us a rating, gave us a review. It helps new listeners to find the pod, and we'd love if you guys could help us uh, grow this thing. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your purgatory week between Christmas and New Year's. And until next time, see ya.